we begin. It is in the third year of Priorial, but we would know it better as June of 1794. The sun is high in the streets of Paris as a two-wheeled cart travels down the road. It has high wooden sides and the rumbling through the streets. It's drawn by a tired old horse. Men and women stand in the back of the cart. Some are downcast, some are weeping. But one man stands up, his head held high, his back is to us. We cannot see his face. The cart passes along a street lined with crowds. They jeer at the occupants at the, of the cart, laughing and making gestures by drawing their fingers sharply across their necks. But not everyone mocks the cart. A middle-aged woman with two young girls, aged about seven or eight, pushes forward and look anxiously at the cart, hugging the girls tight to her sides. There's a broken old man who shakes his head as the cart goes by, while a young while, while a dog with one black ear runs after the cart, barking. A soldier curses and aims a kick. The dog howls and runs off. A young woman with close-cropped hair, blonde, stands by the road, silent. Her face is heavy with grief. A bearded man, his face lined with worry, leans on his crutch and yells a name in anguish. He cannot be heard over the jeers of the crowd. And a young man, his face is old beyond his years, looks at the cart with an air of resignation and turns away. The cart continues trembling along as the soldiers clear the way and keep the crowd at bay. Finally, the cart rolls into a large square. In the center of the square stands Madame Guillotine in all of its glory, the blade shining against the sun as it peers through the clouds. The crowds throng around it the cart reaches the base of the guillotine. The man, whose face we still do not see, steps out first, his head held high. We see his broad back as he ascends the steps of the guillotine. Any last words, monsieur? The man says nothing. So be it. The executioner steps forward to push him down, but the man kneels of his own volition. There's barely any resistance. We hear the clack, 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 clack of the women seated below the guillotine. They're knitting. Their eyes are fixed on the platform. As the head is put into the stocks, the blade is being raised upward as the wench of the ropes are pulled. And as it reaches the top, a shining length of bright, sharp steel. The light glints off of a small pattern on the blade. There are concentric circles. The crowd holds its collective breath. And just for a brief, brief moment, time stands still.
Well, and now we go back in time to when this all began, in the June of 1789. The catacombs of Paris, right outside in the middle of the night. Six soldiers are standing watch as men are pushing carts filled with bone. There are so many bones. A recent outbreak of tuberculosis has plagued the land recently. And unfortunately, as a result, the graveyards have been getting full, so bodies are being shifted to the old limestone mines. At conducting this and leading everybody is Dr. Lucien Rigault. He is the court physician at Versailles. He is basically directing everybody and going, <clears throat> skulls to the left, regular bones to the right, please. Keep moving, keep moving. I do not have all day. He's a very, he's very profuse with sweat. He's anxious. He's just trying to conduct everything. And uh, meanwhile, Sergeant, you notice something. We. Oui. It trembles towards your feet. A piece of paper. Match it up. Yeah. It's gonna crumple that and throw it away. Yeah, yeah. Have I so, heard of this before? You've been aware of this sort of revolutionary conversation. People know what the third estate is, of course. Uh, the estates cool. general, I think, just assembled not that long ago. But it is. Uh, Does the, everyone in the group know what the third estate is? Uh, I think some would know, but I'm not sure if the sergeant would be aware. No, I mean, it's rather public knowledge in France at the time. Oh, yeah, it's rather public knowledge. I think everybody would know. It's a different question how much they care. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And as you're kind of inspecting this paper, uh, you know, like you're standing out front of there, making sure no commotions happen, that everything's fine. It's a night watch shift. It's kind of boring. That's when one of the carts filled with the bones uh, is, you know, it's filled to the brim with skulls when eventually this cart, like this uh, carriage, comes passing by at a breakneck speed and it's heading straight for one of the carts. What do you do? Can you describe the scene again? Because I didn't. Really You're outside of the catacombs, like at the entrance of the catacombs. A carriage is passing by at breakneck speeds through the uh, through the streets, and it's heading for a head-on collision with one of the carts filled with bones. Are people in the way? Uh, one or two workmen. So Sergeant Reynolds going to sort of. Take a deep breath, fill his lungs, and then boom out a cart out of order. Get out of the way. Uh, are you going to be doing intimidation, or is that a tactics thing? I'm kind of curious. Uh, what you're if you're asking for skill. Tactic. 
tactics. Thing. I think that'd be a tactics thing. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Joseph uh, Miguel, uh, sorry, Sergeants Pressy, or uh, I gotta get this right, Privates Pressy, Hugel, and Bowman. Uh, you're free to take any action based off of that command. Oh. Nice. And you have advantage because uh, Sergeant Renault passed the tactics check. So, where are we? You're standing outside the catacombs right now, just kind of like standing guard, making sure nothing goes wrong, everything's alright. I just make sure that I'm safe. You're gonna stand I'm not getting too nothing. involved. Yeah. No offense, Joseph, you're not the strongest amongst the group. Oh. Uh, Mikael, uh, Christopher? Anything you wish to do? Proceed. Um, like, being the kind of man that he is, uh, Christopher is probably going to jump to maybe try and hurt, like, really hurt some people out of the way. Like, really. Yeah, yeah, you're going to hurt people out of the way and you're going to make sure that that cart can move as far as it can. Yeah. Uh, what uh what what would you like to do for that? Like uh, would you want to use a skill? Um, I don't know if I have a skill that would be specifically useful here. I'm gonna say that because of the tactics check, I think you can just kind of do that, and you can like uh guide a couple more people out of the way, especially since mm -hmm. there's like oncoming traffic as well that you can help prevent. And uh, Mikkel, is there anything you're gonna do as this cart continue as this carriage continues to come barreling down the roadway? I feel like it'd be a real dumb move to try to just get it to stop, so I'm gonna do the same as Pressy. Yeah. Uh, with the help of the sergeant's command, you're uh, able to, like, escort people out of the way. People are fine. Unfortunately, though, the cart gets stuck in a cobblestone, and as a result, the carriage just barely misses this thing, but it's just a but, like, it does hit it enough that it knocks some of the bones and bodies out of it. And this is where, because uh, they are not doing anything, Sergeant Renault and Private Hugo, can you please uh, give me spot-hidden checks? You're not doing anything. I'm giving orders. I mean, like, not in the fray. Yeah. You're not in the fray. You're not going to associate yourself with uh, that sort of thing. I uh, anyone Sergeant, you nope. see a noble in the carriage. His eyes stare at you. There's this long, remembering gaze that he has. This is all you see of him. The carriage uh, rides on. I would on recognize that pretty mug everywhere. Oh, yes, you would. But, uh, Sergeant, this doesn't seem like a noble you've seen before. Probably hmm. a visitor from America. Eh, probably one of those revolutionaries. They did just win their independence. Exactly. Well, after the cart spills over, there's now just, like, 
bones scattered all over the ground outside. The doctor wanders over and just goes, Oh, oh dear, oh no, oh, oh. Somebody, please, we must get these all cleaned up. Oh, this is such a disgrace. Indeed, Sergeant Private Shujel. Yes, sir? Due to your lack of response, I expect you have the energy to clean this up. Uh, of course, sir. Right away. Uh, Joseph, luck check. Oh, no. <laughs> Why is everything different? Uh, <laughs> no. The question we all ask. Why is everything different? <laughs> Why is everything different? Uh. Why is everything different? <laughs> that, that was a fail. Uh, constitution check then. One day. One day. I'll finish this task. Oh. Well, the good yeah. news is you finished the task, and I'm just going to tell you right now, congratulations. You did not contract tuberculosis. Thank you. I very much enjoy life without it. Enjoy life without consumption. Well, you know, it's the blue blood disease. Surely yeah. you want that. <laughs> Surely you want <laughs> the consumption disease. All right, as you finish cleaning up the bones and putting the cart back up, and as they begin to wheel it down, eventually three workmen come from uh, beneath the tunnels, and uh, they say, I'm sorry, Doctor. We, we cannot do this. We, we, we have to stop. We, we cannot keep relocating the bodies. Why not? We saw something down there. No, no, not doing it. No, no, no. <sighs> the doctor sighs. <laughs> Gentlemen, I don't suppose you'd be willing to check down there to make sure no nothing is remiss. He's looking uh, at you, soldiers. It's not like anything's happening out here. Thank you very much. Uh, meanwhile, uh, for the sake of keeping things easy, uh, the other two soldiers uh, will be just continuing to stand guard out front. I was going to suggest they will stay on watch. Yes, they will stay on the watch. While the U4 uh, go and descend into the, into the catacombs. Ah, there we go. I want Hugel. Yes, sir? You have the sharpest eyes. Scout ahead. Will do. You lead. All right. Can I make that a tactics roll to give? Oh uh, uh, yeah, you can make that a tactics roll since you're uh, employing advantage on spot hidden. Yeah. Down here. I'd say that would work. That's a good idea. That is a success. Nice. With that, uh, Joseph, you're going to have advantage on your next spot hidden check. So that means two rolls, right? Yep. As you descend deeper into the cave, ooh, it's a good first check. Let's see if you do any. Let's see if you do any better. Oh no, that was my second already. Uh, it's a hard one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that sounds wrong. Let's 
so I'll give you oh, this. Oh, uh, so it's hard success. Hard success. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can find this then. So the red route is uh, the work would be the worker's trail. Uh, you have a vague idea of what the catacombs under Paris look like. But as you're walking down, you see that green tunnel there. See what I'm pointing at? Stars where you start. There's the green tunnel. Okay. And as you look down there, it's a thin, narrow passageway. Looks like it's it's so thin, like and really obscured, you wouldn't think of it. But uh, you look down there, and you just see two bright yellow eyes stare at you, and they blink. Permission to speak, sir. We. Oui. I think I saw something in the tunnel there. And what did you think you saw? Just some green lights. Might have seen a torch, but none that I've seen. Very well. Hi, what Pisces? Yes, sir. Investigate that night. Okay. You inch your way through the tunnel. Now, Pressy, uh, you're you're a bold and bombastic man, so you're told that there's yeah. something being in the tunnel. Uh, how would you go about this? Well, it's probably just a rat. Or something equally mundane, but I'll be damned if I'm gonna not make a really good show of this. So I'm, of course, gonna march down that tunnel with purpose and determination. <laughs> this tunnel is surprisingly steep, is the thing. Like, it can go down at points. And as you descend deeper down the tunnel, you just uh, hear this very garbled French. Very garbled. Can you give me a French check? That would be language own. Uh huh. Pass. At what level? Uh, normal three points away from hard pass. Three points away from hard pass. It's still hard to discern. Like this is really garbled French, but you just kind of hear Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you go further down, or do you turn back? I'm gonna go further down. This sounds Spot. starting to sound a little intriguing. Spot hidden check. Oh boy. <clears throat> nope. Do you push? But if you do so, you risk physical injury by tripping over some rocks down here. Fuck yeah, I push. Headstrong and dumb.
Ah, there we go. Hard pause. And that's when you see it. The creature. It's somewhere dog-like. It's got bone decorating its skin. Its hair is thinning. It's part man, part human. Its teeth sharp as it growls. And it just go and it just hisses and woofs. And just this partial creature. You're not even sure what this is. Sanity check. Where is my sanity on this thing? Ah. It's on the sidebar. I rescind my earlier statement. We have found the American. We have found the American. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> no sanity loss. You're good. I'm good. I'm bold. Just a very this, ugly man. This creature just says in 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 very French, and I, unfortunately, like the only actor I could see portraying this thing is Peter Lore. And <laughs> muscles are not what they seem. And he runs away. You can fire a shot at him if you want. You yeah, I'm going to fire a shot. Yeah, uh, what's your dex? Let me see. Um, my dex is a 70. Uh, that's fast enough. Yep, go take the shot. You're first in the initiative. Okay. And my firearms are real good. This should this should go well. That? Yeah. Um Okay, wait, wait, wait. Am I what am I using? <laughs> musket uh, or a pistol? You're using your uh musket. Uh, I don't oh, think good, I because that's, that's an extreme success. I have a pistol, apparently. Uh, I think you... I'm going to double-check your character sheet, but yeah, I think... Uh, I don't think you do, but I'll double-check. I don't. I don't. I have the skill for it. Hold on. You have on. the skill for it, but you don't have it at the These bottom are of the sheet. new sheets. I don't like the layout much. It's confusing. Yeah, I just wanted it because it was aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> It's very aesthetically pleasing, but I'm not used to it, and therefore I dislike it. Yeah, you only have a musket. I think this one That's is fine. But that, it's an extreme success anyway, so I don't mind too, too much. Yeah, max damage of 14. Whoa! The creature is clipped. Like, oh dear god, like, you've really, like, ripped a tendon, and it's kind of injured, but it limps off anyway as fast as it can. And you think you even see it burrow under the ground. It escapes. I suppose we yeah. hear the gun. Yeah, everyone hears the gun echo through the uh, through the through the catacombs. Private Barman, you lead. Go after him. Me and yeah. Private Fugil will make up the rear. Yes, sir. You. But private woman, you are walking down this uh, down the caves. You find the corridor. You slide down there, and Christopher, describe yourself. Like, how was your composure after this scene? I'd say more kind of surprised than unsettled, and more than anything else, frustrated that the thing got away before I could bring it down or get a proper look at it. Now, Michael, you're already now, S Sergeant Private Bowman. You are currently 
let, I don't think this was a detail we got across to the rest of them, but you are like six foot, you're like six foot five. You're as tall as Zach, if uh, if that means anything to me. <laughs> Oh wow! Like you are really tall, and this cave is really cramp. Okay. So, as you're in there, you're just kind of seeing uh, your, your felt your comrade, uh, you know, kind of trying to keep composure. Zach, I don't know how tall you are relative to the London 2, but now I know. <laughs> Stop making fun of me. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> are you alright? Uh, <clears throat> of course. What was the shot for? I caught sight of something terribly ugly, but it got away. Hmm. I wounded it though, so it might not have gone far. Wait, was it a person? Uh, a wolf? Uh, not a person. Not a wolf. It was big, man-like, but not a man. Hairy, and it was talking. Kind of. It didn't... His voice sounded wrong. Couldn't make out very much. It definitely said skull. You, you, the only thing it clearly said, the skulls are not what they seem. The skulls are not what they seem. That's, that's all it said. And this choked, nasty-sounding voice. Went that way. Uh, Sergeant Renal and Private Hugel, you eventually arrive on the scene. Uh, you receive the information that, uh, that Christopher is able to give. Yeah, it's like a soft crackling sound. Oh, that, yeah. that shouldn't be happening. Uh, give me a moment. I'm just going to disconnect, unplug some stuff, plug it back in. Hold on. I'll wait for you to do that before I stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I'll just cut this. So, how was that intro, everyone? I didn't get an ask. Oh, it was real nice. So you got the timing! Yeah! <laughs> just had to really <laughs> nail that, like, and then it's silence. Not the time. I did it. I could probably fix you it at most, it. and that guillotine sound effect never triggered. But hey, yeah, <laughs> I did hear you pressing the buttons, being like, "Come on, then, go." Do the thing. Come on. And then I kept my cool, and I'm just like, "I'll just continue anyway." Mm -hmm. yeah, I am an actor. I can do this. Composure. I hope Reynolds' accent isn't too annoying. I just oh, stopped no, it, no, and now I'm going. Nah, just wait. I haven't broken out the ridiculous French accents yet for some of the characters. I'm saving good. those. For we can compete. I... Yeah, I'm I'm saving uh, the British ones only for like characters that I think are like you need to keep talking to this person. The French ones are for like you don't need this person for that long. Oh. Yeah. All right, uh, Echo. Hello. 
There we oh, go. I cannot hear anything. Much better. That's better. That's that's weird. It must have just been loose. I'm sorry. Uh, it's probably fine. Oh, no problem. So, yeah, you're all at, in this, like, little very tight cave. Uh, you point in the direction where the creature ran off to, and you're and wondering... I have received the report, right? Yeah, and you've received the report. Pirate Pussy. Yes, sir? Have you been spending time with Pirate Dupont again? <laughs> no, sir. Not at all. So you are quite certain you saw what you think you saw? Quite certain, sir. I wouldn't have wasted a bullet on it if I hadn't. Sergeant Renault with sort of sigh. Oh, very well. It is likely some sick fuck hanging out down here. Let's see if we can find him. Uh, Definitely very, very sick, sir. Everybody kind of propose what skill you're using, and we can make like a bunch of checks to find out what's going on there. I'm sorry, I cut you off, Christopher. I feel bad. Uh, if you want to continue, it's that it's no. Nah, I was I, I was just talking nonsense. It's it's no, no, carry no, on. No, no. It's fine. Carry on. Okay. Don't worry. Uh, so yeah, if people want to propose what skill they want to do while searching the catacombs below. I just want to look for some tracks or. Yeah, no, go with the tactic. Like you're, like, you're just bossing people around to do things. <laughs> One of them gets advantage on a check if they fail it. Oh, wow. Is that extreme? That's extreme. Two of them do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so just what do you want to use? I'm just using uh, my spot hidden again. Yep. Looking around. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, da -da -da. Pass. Nice. Let's see. I'll give you the information in a second. I want to see what everyone else does. Mm -hmm. uh, listen? Yeah? For the creepy speech. Alright, yeah, give me a listen check. Pass. Mm -hmm. Just a regular pass. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Beaumont? Uh, can I use track? Yeah, track would make perfect sense for this. Pretty much sounds like the ideal skill, I'd say. Yeah. And... Well, this is certainly... I'm gonna spend one point of luck so that can pass. Well, well I mean, you I have a reroll, so oh. use that first. The sergeant gave you a reroll, so... Thank you, Sergeant. Yes. More of that, please. <laughs> Ooh. Since okay, I got now, two, can I just give Michael the yeah. other one as well? Yeah, give double. Yeah, sure. Why not? Ooh. One more. Double? Okay. Extreme success on a tactics check grants double, uh, double the advantage. Okay, well, that's going to pass. There we go. So, using your combined efforts and skills, the the four of you form sort of an elite tracking team, and eventually you go uh, sort of meandering your way around. You follow a bunch of work lanterns, and you go down some off caves. You follow, like, the walls of bones. And you find, like, more of these, like, dug tunnels. Like, they seem to be dug by hand. 
eventually, as you keep uh, digging, you know, following around, you eventually are able to kind of track down a trail, which eventually leads you past all the bones through the skull portion, and then takes you all the way, huh, back up to the streets of Paris in a secret side entrance. We are going to have to avoid Otis so that they can collapse it. Indeed. Where uh, does it exit uh, out of? So, you're where you started where the green star is. You followed all those green tunnels. You kind of went around in a giant circle. The purple is the skull area where all the skulls are stored. You go through that green cave, and then you follow it, you follow it, and then you get to that blue star where the other exit is. All right. And Did you say the thing said something about skulls, Private Pressy? It did indeed. The skulls are not what they seem, sir. Whatever that means. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Continue, Nash. Uh, since you're back up at the surface, you can go back to the entrance you first came in, or you can go back down the little burrow. Well, before we report back, let's show we have covered all grounds. Let, let us give this skulls a look. Yeah, you head back down, you go back to a well-lit area of there. There's some interesting patterns on some of the skulls, like... Some of them have, like, carved on their foreheads, like, an intricate uh, circle pattern with, like, repeating circles in of themselves. And that's when Etienne, when uh, Private Babin comes back with his, uh, com comes down the tunnels and follows you and goes, eh, eh, Sergeant Renault. He salutes. Private uh, Babin, report. Uh, Sir, Captain Malon, he wishes to speak with you. We, oui, uh, then Private Pressy, Private Hugo, give the skulls a glance, make sure nothing has been damaged or taken. Private Bomain, with me. That's a turn to the captain. Hi, sir. Uh, yes, Sergeant. Uh, yes, sir. And uh, Bomain's with uh, the Sergeant, right? Yes. I heard that right. You did. Uh, Babin uh, follows you, is following along as well, making sure, making sure as well. And uh, if I may, can you just make a uh, psychology check, Sergeant? <laughs> just for that fun. That's so I, bad for me. I know it's so bad, but you might pass no. or not. I don't know. No. Hmm. Babin is not telling you something. I'm sure it'll become obvious later. Well, I mean, none of my men tell me anything. They're supposed sure. to listen, not talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Hugel and Pressy, you are currently down here looking at these skulls. Uh, do you want to take a closer inspection at some of these piles? Uh, yeah. Hey. That's what certain told us to do. Yep. Uh, uh, I'll ask... Uh, yeah, so, like, the apparently obvious thing is that some of the skulls have concentric circles printed on their... like, graved into their foreheads. 
which is certainly bizarre. But uh, if you want to closely inspect or maybe pick up one of them, you totally can. That's uh, to be sure, yes. Mm -hmm. Maybe sketch it out for the sergeant later. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you... Yeah, Joseph, you do you break out some pen and paper, yeah, some pencil and paper, and you start like you know, like kind of sketching the pattern. Uh, pressing. And here's like a shower called dropping. Oh yeah, even better. Yeah, you can totally do that. <laughs> uh, pressing. Do do you have anything you want to do? Uh, well, he he's looking at the he's taking down the pattern of the skull. Mm hmm. Uh, can I see if there's anything kind of hidden in amongst the skulls? Like anything that stands out aside from the ones that have carvings in them? There is one with very faint yellow eyes. The skull has eyes? Like very faint glow of yellow. Oh. <laughs> well, what do you do? That's certainly strange. I'm gonna pick it up. Sandy, check. I knew it. People who are very familiar with previous events or, or future events will know what I'm doing here. <clears throat> oh shit, yeah. Oh, I'm yes. stone cold. I'm very good at this. The skull kind of laughs at you. <laughs> As it laughs in French, and it and you just hear it say whisper into your ears. Guillamen. <clears throat> Viva la France. Viva la muerte. Long live France. Long live death. The skull drops out of your hand and it just becomes a normal skull again. Okay. That's your response? Okay. <laughs> well, what would you say if the skull started to you? <laughs> exactly. Don't question me. Sergeant Renault and Private Beaumont, you uh, arrive at the top of the at the entrance of the at the catacombs, and uh, Captain Milan on the back of a horse uh, uh, goes, Ah, Sergeant! Rabbi Bowman. Captain! Uh, your, uh, salutes! Your uh, private Dupois has been uh, entertaining me with his uh, stories. You see, Dupois is clearly not standing up straight. Perfectly. He salutes. Uh, Captain Milan just uh, looks over. It's like I'm afraid you'll have to gather your whole, uh, your whole, uh, your whole squadron, uh, Sergeant. We have a more pressing matter on our hands. Very good, Bobbing Collector. Uh, yes, uh, and Babin just runs down. While he does that, uh, Renard is going to. You just report the secondary exit from the uh, uh, from the crypt so that it can be collapsed. Ah, yes, we'll collapse that immediately. 
as soon as I as soon as I can get the orders on a small platoon of uh, experts with gunpowder to come in. I'm af- I'm afraid that, that we might have the breakout of another riot on our hands if we don't deal with something very quickly. We're not. We'll sigh. Hmm. Well, Captain. We are ready as soon as Private Pressy and Private Rujo. Excellent, Monsieur. They arrive from the uh, from the bottom of the catacombs. Joseph, Pressy, uh, Hegel, you have entered the scene. Ah, yes. Uh, in addition, Sergeant, I. Uh, Make one more request. We. Oui. Uh, there is a private. Uh, there will be a uh, form. There will be a formal gathering at uh, Versailles coming up in uh, two d- uh, in two days from hence. I would very much appreciate it if you could be there for guard duty. We of course. Ah. Yes, monsieur. I will be escorting you. I will be accompanying you to uh, your to your task. The sergeant will simply salute and make ready to depart. As uh, you go marching through the streets of Paris, uh, Beaumont. Something grabs your attention. Make me a listen or a spot hidden check, whichever is higher. Okay, that would be, I believe, yeah, spot hidden. So mm-hmm. like... That is going to pass on hard. Over yonder? You can see, uh, like, down a couple of streets a few blocks away, you can see that there is a bakery and a crowd surrounding that bakery. This is a bread run. There is about to be a... Probably a small riot is about to break out in front of that in front of that baker's shop. Being a friend to the revolution, though, I want to know, what will you do? So am I to assume that we're supposed to be stopping the bread riot? You probably would want to. But, one, it's the voice of the people kind of demanding to be heard amidst all the hunger in the, in this country. What will you do? But that's the other thing. You're technically police. You need to put down these things before they get out. So, what matters more to you? The company or the revolution? Right now, my dude does not want to get his head sliced. So, he's gonna... Internally sad and... Guilty. But he's not gonna do anything about it. Not even gonna mention it. The crowd is in, gathered in front of that bakery. 
for now, the riot has not broken out yet. As far as the rest of the company knows, they haven't seen anything. You eventually arrive at a printing press, of all places. Uh, it has a small little shop sign that says uh, the Tangway Printing Press. Out front. And just from the windows, you can see the blood and the bodies. Captain, it looks like the riot has already happened here. This is a murder. And unfortunately, I would very much prefer if you would uh, make sure we find out who is responsible for this before people start accusing left and right. The public does not know yet. Ah, so we are to investigate. Yes. Yes, Sergeant. Now I'm going to begin making sure nobody sees anything, but I can only hold them off with my men for so long. The morning is about to come, and they will see. Now, of course. Good we luck, shall Sergeant. do what we can. Good luck, Sergeant. He salutes all of you, and he rides off on his horse. So, four of you have a murder scene to investigate. We, but we're stuck in a white bloody mess now, aren't we? Indeed. Any of you have any experience investigating things like this? It's quite outside the purview of a soldier. Can't say I do, sir. No, sir, not me. Neither I, sir. Dupois just just cynically goes, "Eh, Captain Milan has just given us the task that I think he could give to nobody. He is clearly challenging us." Uh, Etienne Babin goes, "Eh, I've worked I worked in a printing press a little bit in my younger days." I could look around. Well, you take a look at the machine and such then. Uh, yes. He walks in, he scuffs off his boots before he enters the shop. And the rest of you look for clues, but try not to move things around too much, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, anything uh, you want to do before you quite enter? Nothing? You're gonna Was go it, uh, Bowman, aren't you experienced in fighting? Yes, sir. Seeing as there is blood in there, could you have a look, ab look about for footprints? Maybe the person responsible stepped in the blood and walked away from him, leaving footsteps. Good thought, there, sir. I'll 
right on it. That is right. why I am the sergeant. All right, Beaumont. <laughs> Give me what you got. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Despite the fact that you kind of forgot to scuff off your shoes before you entered and kind of tracked mud into the place, you're still able to figure out some footprints here. There are very nice riding boots that this person was in, following the blood from the two children and the... Was it the man, the woman, the two sons, and the, uh... And the dog. Oh, God, there's a dog. You begin to follow the tracks a little bit, and you notice that they kind of abruptly stop somewhere, so you think the guy may be gone to a carriage. But yeah, he had like these sort of like riding boots, it looked like. As uh, Hugel and Pressy, as you enter, the bodies are the first thing that strike you, because this is like a murder you've never seen. It looks like the skin of the neck was just ripped off and just fully exposed. Oh no. Inside one of the you notice that like in that like uh, there's a ball of paper inside one of the victim's mouths. A father. <sighs> All right. Sergeant, permission to get this paper ball out of the mouth. Oui, however, usual. Permission granted. Go for it. Go Sergeant Renault looks kind of relieved that Hugel volunteered themselves. And, uh, well, Joseph, uh, this is what you find. Can I even read her to twenty in education? Uh, with how much in education? Twenty. Yeah, you can barely read. <laughs> yes. See, but like the words don't make sense to you. It's very big letters. <laughs> Amazing. Very big letters, though. I, think I love it. Know your place. <laughs> Again, this is translated out of French into English for the sake of all of us. Uh, let's see, yeah, know your place, written in, like, just big words. I just handed over to the sergeant, I think. Sergeant, you read it. It's the pamphlet from earlier. Well, well it, it's probably not the same pamphlet. This is probably another copy of it. Exactly. I, I'm developing my deductive skills. Yes. Am I? And in it. Well, seeing as we're in a pointing quest, maybe we could find these letters. Hmm. Maybe they made this here. And that's when uh, Babin pipes up. Eh. Monsieur, I mean, Sergeant, uh, we have a, uh, forgive my, uh, <clears throat> forgive my bad manners, but uh, you'd be shocked if you saw what I saw. Then kindly describe it to me. 
there's this, uh, well, in this press, the ink is, uh, not ink. It's, uh... Would it be blood? Yes. A, a lot of it. And this would explain why the letters are wet. Uh, Christopher, can you make me a, uh, spot hidden check, please? Yes, I can. Tucked away underneath uh, one of like the like this like kind of tossed recklessly to the side underneath like a a machine, you catch the glimpse of a white lacy like sort of handkerchief. Oh, oh dear! Gonna... It's a woman's. Yeah, I immediately pick that up. Initials M A. Well, uh, I can tell you this, Frissy. Uh, you don't really know anyone personally with the initials M.A., but, I mean, there is always... Nah, nah, that's too scandalous. You wouldn't even propose such an idea. What is it? What's too scandalous? Uh, education check. Well, no, no, a you would... A certain famous noblewoman. Such a famous noblewoman. Of this era. Uh, no. There's no way. That would be too scandalous. That's ridiculous. There's bound to be lots of women with the first initial M and the second initial A. I could afford such a lacy, like, embroidered... I don't know. In Paris at this time? Gasp. Sergeant! Hi, it's Percy. And kind of in lieu of a verbal explanation, because saying the wrong thing and incriminating the wrong person would be disrespectful to say the least. He just kind of quite sharply presents the handkerchief like, look, look at that. The sergeant will take the handkerchief, give it a long look, then pockets it without showing anyone. Oh. I see, sir. I see. We better keep this quiet. There's a scratching noise coming from within the house. Pirate Shugel. Yes, sir. Find out what that is. Fight like? Yes. Alright. It's coming from the cabinet. I'm sneaking my way over there. Stealth check. I'm having fun with this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pause. Private Dupois enters into the room. What's going? And then... What do you do? Still making the scratching noise. So, is this inside the cupboard or something? Yeah, it's inside the cupboard. Uh, 
Uh, I signal to the sergeant that I'm going to open the cupboard. <laughs> and I do a little countdown. I can't even do numbers anymore in French, so... Three, yeah. two, ah. one. <laughs> you open the cupboard, and this dog jumps out! It tackles Dupois and just starts licking his face. Oh, one black ear. Da 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 Good dog, good dog. Yeah. We. Oui. Good job, Pirate Hugo. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I guess this dog likes me. If you don't mind, Sergeant, I think I'll keep him. God knows he needs a family. Aww. You are free to. Thank you, sir. Uh, you Was know, there anything dog. in the cabinet with the dog? Nah, just a cabinet filled with papers. Dog was kind of hiding in there, it looks like. Is it just blank papers or the more blank pamphlets? papers, uh, unprinted pamphlets? Well, unprinted pamphlets is just paper. Yeah, it's just paper. <laughs> They're the sa exact same size and dimension is what I'm trying to imply. All right. Captain Malone comes uh, riding back in. Uh, how is everything? Uh, I've held them back as long as they can, but daybreak has arrived and. Uh, I apologize, but there's uh, not much really the men can do without uh, making even more problems. We, of course. Pirates, anything more you think we should have a look at before we report to the captain? Last moment. Hmm. Uh, I presume we already took a look at what they were printing right now. It it is the giant letters know your place. Alright. Just to be sure. It the press ran a couple of times, but it still has a lot of blood in there. It's not the most effective way to get the blood out of there, I think, but sure. You gonna run the press? Uh I think that's a bit of a bad omen, no thank you. Nope, don't do it. <laughs> I'll do it! <laughs> oh! Pirate Pussy, no! No! <laughs> no! Okay. None. Everyone is saying no. Oh, okay. No, okay, okay. I won't. Don't do it. I'm not. I'm not gonna touch it. God. Pirate Pussy, you are a soldier, not a printer. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> what? Understood, sir. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Yes. Anything you wish to report to me? We. Oui. Yeah. As yes, you sergeant? can see, the bodies are quite badly man mangled. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, and we have detected no residue of gunpowder. So, what sort of instrument could have done this? I am not sure, but it must have been delivered with high velocity. 
Secondly, whoever did this left this in. Was it the owner of the printing press who had had that shoved into their mouth? Yeah, the owner of the press had shoved in. Uh, judging by the name, you can probably just safely say Mr. Tangway. Mr. Tangway had this shoved into her mouth, uh, to, to his mouth, and the pointing press was set to these letters as well. Let's probably show that to him. Know your place. I mean, I agree, but this is a bit brutal. Not really helping the cause. Finally. And at this point, Sergeant Renard will sort of step in closer to the map. We found this. And he will. Sort of standing almost chest to chest now. Uh, hand a handkerchief over. over. You notice his eyes retract. Mon dieu. Meet me one hour before... Bring you and your men one hour before the party at Versailles. Oui, Do not be course. late. I will have more information for you. You hear that, men? One hour before. Don't be late. Yes, sir. Yes, so you will have lateral duty for one month. <laughs> for now, uh, as your captain, uh, men, you are dismissed. You are free to take the next day off. Your service is beyond, has been beyond the call of duty. Salut. Uh, yep. Sergeants, uh, before we uh, uh, part ways, this one. <laughs> part ways. Um, there's something I wanted to show you from the catacombs. A few of the skulls has this weird symbol etched on them. And I showed the thing I drew. Concentric circles, interesting patterns, symmetrical, pointed. Out of character, is it an elder sign? It's not an elder sign, no. So remember you posted that other example of an elder sign that sounds similar to that? I did, but that's not that. It's okay. concentric circles, kind of like pulling into a bullseye. And there's like kind of like a mandala pattern being made on it. Oh, like multiple concentric circles on each skull? Yeah. Oh. oh. Meta-textually wise, if you don't mind as players, it's the same pattern that's on the guillotine in the flash forward. Fancy. I suppose it tells Sergeant Renault nothing. Yeah, this means nothing to you. <laughs> no. As players, you should be suspicious, but as Sergeant Renault, yeah, he's got no idea what this means. A disappointment. That, that is a very weird private tutor. Yeah. I suppose we will have to keep our eyes open for this symbol in the future. For now, it is an idle curiosity, probably pertaining to Oh, on the subject of idle curiosities that probably pertain to nothing, sir? We, I mean, I am technically off duty now, but go on. 
just something else that we found down there that might be of note or not. So, uh, one of the skulls, uh, spoke. Dupois looks at you and goes, Ahem. I'm sorry, is your sweet, precious melody getting to your head again? <coughs> right, and with that no. private, I would like for no one more to waste my time because I am going home to my wife. And he'll you spin on his heel and walk away. Well, I tried. <laughs> All right, uh, everybody, you have a day to spend in sort of downtime. Uh, if you kind of want to say what you're doing, if you can go to your significant person and talk to them, you totally can. I'm free to roleplay those uh, scenarios out. Uh, anybody want to do anything in particular? <laughs> well, I'm... Sergeant Renault is going to spend time with his wife and daughters. Yes, in your small house on the outskirts of, on the outskirts of Paris. Indeed. It's a lovely little evening. Uh, you get to spend, you get to see the kids as they're, you know, already kind of like... Uh, because like it was like you 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 remember like when they were first born and now here they are and they're just like already beginning to like start learning the basics of French because they're going to be like eight or nine like in the in the they were eight or nine in the flash forward they're about five now. All right. And look at them; they're writing and learning things already. They grow up so fast. Sergeant Guanar is spending. Uh... Or rather, Thier is spending at least one hour having tea, uh, having one of these sort of fake tea parties with his two daughters. Oh. Sitting on a little chair. Uh, they draw you a picture at one point of, uh, you, and your, of you in your uniform with, uh, and it's like, you know, like, mama, dad, mommy, daddy, uh, and us. He sort of blinks a few times, eyes watering up, and just very pretty, very pretty. One day you will be artist or rivaling the greatest. I'm sure of it. And he he's going when no one's looking. He's going to wipe a tear away, and he's gonna put oh. that picture in his breast pocket. The inside Aww. breast pocket. No. Uh, so we can now actually, uh, if we don't mind, Joseph, it's time we actually talk to uh, Martine for a little bit. Your real name. Ooh. So Martine, you go to your to your to your home. And uh, you are arriving to meet your sister, your sister, who is pretending to be your husband, who is pretending to be uh, your wife. It's confusing, I know. Flurries. But you're really meeting your sister. And uh, she says, Martine, I have good news. I, I have a letter. <gasps> Is this from Joseph? Yes. He's coming to Paris. What? But... But... All the way? 
We've we've come up with a cover story that should work. But uh, what's he going to do here? He's wanting to partake in the revolution. If it means an independent Brittany. Oh no, I'm very confused about my character would think. Your character ah. is a Briton and as a result really wants an independent Brittany. Like uh according to her, to the sheet I've given you, she's Yeah, true. But also no I'm fighting the revolution. But you can't both fight at the same time. That's the thing. She, he's disguising himself as like our, as my, as uh, my father. Oh, oh, that, that's a great solution. Yes, he just he just misses you so much. Oh, I can't wait to hold him in my arms again. It'll be while a few we, days. Probably we had some blah blah blah. <laughs> Back when we had, before his leg was missing. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, nothing binds you together, like fighting a revolution. <laughs> How much longer till he'll be here? It'll be a few days. I believe you're going... Uh... Do you, do you tell uh, your sister that you're going on assignment to Versailles? Mm, yeah, especially yeah. she knows that. Yeah, yeah. You inform her, yeah, you're going to be going to Versailles for a day or two, and uh, you'll you'll probably be back in time. Uh, and that's when we're going to kind of cut to Christopher. You... You have just been informed that you're going to be at Versailles on guard duty. How do you feel? Hmm. Well. I would say... Determined to make the absolute best of this. And by I could excel mean... here. And by that you mean Christopher? Uh -huh. That's this about is it. Gonna, it's going to be filled with nobility. You never know who I, might I, show up. Exactly. Make myself look good. Hmm. You're going to do your damnest. You're going to make yourself look the best you've ever looked. Hell yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Get your uniform cleaned. Mm-hmm. Brush my hair. Smile. Practice that dashing smile I apparently have. Apparently, I don't buy <laughs> it. Not not for a moment. I don't see it. This guy is not as handsome as he thinks he is. And uh, we now go to uh, Mikhail. I must ask. Uh, you are. Uh, when you are currently on your off hours, like, now you have time to either work with the revolution or take to the care of your father, which do you prioritize in your downtime? I'm going to prioritize my papa. 
you come to the apartment. You have your, uh... Uh... <laughs> I just saw the thing. But yeah, you go, you know, your father, Remy, he's this very old man who's, uh... Again, he's still bedridden, but he just goes, Ugh! Mikkel, my son, how you're back. It's not right you're working like this. It's all right, Papa. Uh, how was your job today, my boy? So, it was different. We we investigated a murder scene. Oh, that's oh, that is quite unusual. Tell me, who do you think is responsible? I honestly don't know. I I was given um, responsibility to try to track, but seems like they got away in a carriage but it was it was brutal uh, i'm not I don't, I don't want you to have to hear about no no the specifics right. but uh, how go your studies are you still reading those what is that uh, voltaire i i don't know what what the youths are reading let's say yeah my, my studies are going Pretty well. Ah, um, uh, yes. If you believe it's a better life, then I will support you every step of the way, son. And I, you, how? Hug. Insert yeah. hug here. He's in. He's still in his bed, but he's. You can tell he misses the farm life. He misses actually working in the fields to some extent. But the injury and all that really has not been good for him. He's aged. He has aged so very much. Uh, now, everybody's kind of got a moment. It's time to party. Welcome to Versailles. It is a few it is twenty kilometers outside of out of sight of Paris. It is a lavish palace. I have been there before, but unfortunately, it's been way too long, and I have forgotten most of the details. So you're just gonna have to hope for the dang for the dangus. But you are currently early to this thing. This is just another one of those giant royal parties that's made for aristocrats to gossip and share rumors and to discuss all these things. But you are on guard duty, first and foremost. At least that's what you thought. You're brought in to Captain Malone's uh, personal little station, and he turns around, and he's with the doctor, uh, Rigolf, uh, who you were working for earlier. He says, yes, yeah, so, Please sit down, men. You, uh, you'll be standing very much tonight. I don't require you to keep standing just for me. He salutes. 
The sergeant salutes and will remain standing. I admire your tenacity, sergeant. This is why I put you. This is why I promoted you. He straightens slightly more. And uh, he he says, "Well, I hate to say this, but the clues you have provided us have only led us to one answer, and it cannot leave these walls." Yes, the handkerchief belongs to Marie Antoinette. <gasps> Though she is what? not the murderer. You see, I've been keeping an eye on a particular noble for a while now. Doctor, if you care to explain. Yes. You see, long ago, I had to treat a... Uh, her Majesty with uh, a particular... Uh, she fainted one day, and uh, it was at the mere presence of some uh, Prussian count who has just come to the court. Yes. Comte Fenalique. He's been the talk of the royal court for a while, and I have had my suspicion. Your job is to guard the premises and make sure nothing happens, but your second thing is to figure out all you can about this man. I fear he is a danger to the country and is a German spy. Understood? Wait. Oui. That's your mission. Keep an ear to the ground. Feel free to talk to any aristocrats that you need to. Just don't be too obvious. We cannot have the rumors be spreading. And you know how aristocrats like to spread rumors. Could you describe this Count Fenelik for me? Ah, yes. Very pale, tall man. Uh, he's... His eyes, I don't know what it is, but they are just pale. They are incredibly piercing, are they not? Yes. It's as if he can stare into your soul. Ah. We, oui, I believe he is our man. Hmm. You think you saw him once before? We, oui. I did not recall until now, but I saw a wagon going past our guard posting the other night with a man of that appearance. Ah, yeah. Seeing as our bomb, our bomb, as Bowman said, the man left the printing press inside a cart. It seems like things are adding up. I see. Unfortunately, we will need as much. We would need a justification for an arrest, as you well as you well know. A him being an aristocrat means that he cannot be executed, especially a foreign aristocrat. So we must have a very closed case. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Good luck, Sergeant. Messieurs. Dismiss. All right. And now you're in Versailles with its 
golden with its golden pillars, its white, its white halls, its mirrors, its sheer debauchery in and of itself. Like to the commoners that you are, even to Sergeant Renault, this is like way, way more than you were than you're normally used to seeing. Like so much is happening. Nobles are dancing. Music is being played. It is just such a change of pace to what you're used to. You're free to gossip around. You can talk to, uh, you can try to talk to nobles. You're military men. You would be respected enough. You could try to talk to servants. You could talk to any particular gossips. However, more importantly, uh, let me see who's going to get this. Yep, you're going to see her. Christopher, is that... Oh my god, your precious melody is here. <gasps> oh my! <laughs> ah, and uh, I have a job to do. Oh, oh, the timing, the timing. It's bad. Joseph and... Uh, uh, Michael, you, you, and Beaumont, uh, Michael, you both notice that, like, Chris, Christopher is just like, he's just reacting. He's just like, oh, is my hat straight? Is everything good? You two know about Melody. You've never met her. You know this is her. <laughs> oh, how delightful. <sighs> so. We begin the we begin the dance. Who's talking? Oh, to we're, we're on duty. We're not dancing. Uh, yes, <laughs> I assume that is. So you can try to talk to anybody. You can try to uh, make moves, or you can uh, try to advance things. Try to advance. Them. Uh, yeah, you can try to like. Uh, <laughs> Make advances. Just giving you a subtle nudge. We can proceed <laughs> with a steady forward momentum. Yes. <laughs> well, seeing as there is a bunch of uh, nobles here, right, I assume some of them have military service. Yeah, some uh, of them definitely like, would. Probably bought ranks and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think Sergeant Renault to integrate himself a bit with them uh, would try to initiate like some, some talk of tactics and stuff. Maybe if he, he knows someone who's been in the same battle as he has or something like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, you start were... that way. Uh, yeah, and a... then sort of go from tactic part to the current um, current situation with Prussia. Uh, uh, and through there, hopefully, move the topic on to Fanalik, but s starting in with tactics and moving that way. Oh, yes. Ah, I I'm going to give this guy my RAF general voice. Because um, I'm not sure who this throwaway uh, noble is, but he's. You know what? You know what? Let's make him a character. He is. Uh, we're we're going to call him Francois here, and he's just. Very proper, uptight. Ah, yes, I remember the battlefields in the uh, in the south of Holland. Yes, it was 
Quite a rousing battle. I remember your great charge, Sergeant Renault. And he pats you on the back in a very, like, unnecessarily hard way. Yeah, of course, uh, Renault is sort of going to bow his head and thanks. Uh, and go, weren't you the one who did? Uh, sort of that way, return the compliment. Oh, yes, it was quite wonderful. Yes, a lot. And he proceeds to just uh, keep, uh, you know, kind of rambling off his tactics. Eventually, you squeeze in a word or two about the Germans in there, and it's like, ah, yes, those are Prussians. And, well, uh, you know, I think, like, uh, as long as Germany remains divided, I see no, not too much worry, especially given that charming Fenelik fellow. We, oui, I have yet to meet him. Oh, I... How is this Fenelik then? He instills you with confidence in the, the German situation? Oh, yes. He's a very recent arrival from Germany. He had been a... He's just a very, you know, he proved to be very uh, popular. Special favorite of the Queen. And uh, as I see it, he has secured a very important... Uh, I'm not supposed to say this, uh, but... Uh, he may or may not have told me of uh, some recent German military innovations. Oui, is that so? Oh, yes. He, it, it, there may be rumors that he's a spy for them, but he's clearly a double agent for us. Yeah. The, uh, the sergeant is going to tap his nose. Hmm. And then he proceeds to ramble on a bit more about some battle or whatever in which uh, he once claimed to win victory when really it was the soldiers beneath him who won it, but that's not your place to judge. <laughs> yeah, well, Renault is used to that kind of conversation. Yes. After uh, all, the role of a sergeant is about 90% placating the nobles above. Exactly. Uh, and then the other half is doing, doing the right thing afterwards and ignoring those orders. Uh, Beaumont. Uh, you are, uh, you know, standing your ground. Uh, you know, like, uh, what are you doing? Um, I am not going to talk to any aristocrats if I can help it. Yeah. Uh, Do you spend your time talking to the servants, then? I think, yeah. Yeah, your fellow arist yeah, your fellow your fellow working man, your fellow members of the lower classes. You uh you know, they walk up to one of them, one of them is just like this little uh uh he's just this very uh kind of nervous uh, man and uh servant goes, uh, uh yes, uh, hello sir. I uh, can I get you anything? Do you need any supplies? Uh, anything uh, do I need to run a message for you? Uh um. No, but thank you. Thank you for asking. I'm just here on, here on duty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I see, I see, I see. Uh, well, well, I best be on my way then. Uh, Monsieur, uh, did, do you need anything, my lord? Uh, uh, and now we go to Joseph. I... Really don't want to get involved with all these rich 
fat flom Alright. I just make some small talk with the servants and just smile and look busy. I oh, guess just smile, you look busy. And that's when this one man with a powdered wig walking through is like, Excuse me, sir. Uh, I wish to, uh, how you say, make sure that I get some extra uh, for, uh, protection for my uh, daughter here. Uh, you see the uh, blonde woman with the cropped hair. Can you... To make sure no riffraff does anything while I negotiate some very uh, pressing deals. All right, sir. Your daughter will be safe. Ah, uh, yes, yes. It is all very well and good, monsieur. Uh, he begins to walk off. Ah, yes, Lord blah blah blah, the so-and-so. Let me continue to discuss with you our recent trade deals as we continue to tax the poor. Uh, the, the lady goes, I don't suppose you happen to know my, sol my little soldier, do you? Oh, you know, oh, um, what's his name? Maybe I do. Uh, my sweet darling, Christopher. Um, last name Pressy? Yes. Oh. Oh. Well, um, I've seen him around a few times. You have? Oh, how I wish I could just see him again. Father would never approve. Maybe I can get a, a message across. Oh, that'd be wonderful. What's your name, if I might ask? Uh, Mel Melody Benoit. Ah, yes. Beautiful name. Joseph. I have to ask, what's your plan here? What are you wanting to do? Oh, Christoph, girlfriend stinks. Oh, that does. Are you going to do the right thing? Or are you going to do the right thing? Oh. Seducer. Uh, oh, no. No, Joseph, you could do that. You're married. <laughs> The scandal. Come on. The scandal. Wait till they find out you're a woman. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lesbian. Whoa. In uh, Paris? Never. Never. Um, it never happens, though. No. Um, okay. Um, do I see Kristoff? Uh, yeah, you would know where he's stationed. All right, time to make the most awkward wave and try and signal Christoph. Christoph, spot hidden. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I've been low-key killing myself laughing since the whole exchange kicked off. 
Did you just get stuck with this guy's girlfriend? And... I really hope Melody's better than her dad. <laughs> Sorry. Think about that whole thing was just inexplicably quite funny to me. Ah <clears throat> oh, man, I am blind. Can I push? <laughs> yes, you can push. Thank you. Like, uh... Joseph, what are you trying to do oh. right now? I, I'm not quite... That, oh my god! That much better. And that's when it's like, oh my god. You rush your way across the... Across the ball... Across the ballrooms. Making your way over to... Making your way over to Joseph. Christoph, do not make a scene. As if I would. <clears throat> Gonna be. Oh, my little chocolate cream soldier. <laughs> that is a quote from a play, and I'm not saying which one. Uh, I just pull my hat over my eyes, and all right. Conveniently, you're right next to a. Uh, you're right next to like one of the giant many doors that lead outside. Yeah, but I have to uh, stay close to her. You look away and open the door. You could. You want to give uh, it a moment? Just try and test if the door opens all right. Yeah, yeah. This fire exit works. Uh, yep, yep. Fire all good. is working just great, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody needs to make an exit, it's right here. Christopher. Yes. <clears throat> do you want to have a moment? I think I do. I think I could actually work this both to a personal advantage and maybe a more, you know, pertinent one at the same time. Oh. <sighs> Christopher, you do not know how long it's been. Oh, I do. I do, I do. It's been you... a while. I know. Uh, please tell me you've been okay and you've been treating yourself amongst these soldiers. I wouldn't know what I would do if you got hurt. Oh. Oh, this is me. Do I look like a man who gets hurt? Well. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be honest. Uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> Ah, that's what I like about you. You have a sense of humor. Unlike the rest of them. Oh. Oh, Christopher. Oh, my father is being so overprotective right now. Oh. Does he still think I'm, you know, scum of the earth, not fit to look you in the eye? Uh, he still views you as riffraff. Uh. Uh. Wonder if there's anything I could do to change his mind on that front. Well, I'm not sure. He's very stuck in his ways. He views that it is that it is the divine right of us to be with that. God chooses who we're supposed to be with. But I don't care what God wants me to be with. I want to be with you! 
And I would want that. We'll find a way. Between us. Do you kiss? Do you kiss? Do not kiss. <laughs> We're gonna kiss. No, don't do it. The passion yes. outside. A moment of calm before everything falls apart. But for this calm. one moment, things are. I can't allow calm. <laughs> Her dad is gonna beat me up. Shut up and let me have this. <sighs> Joseph, as you like glance out the window, just like, ugh, those kids. But I mean, you were young once. Once, yeah. You're still young. And you remember it <laughs> that way about for Joseph. You wouldn't forget. I'm 27 ish. Yeah, I'm not that old. You're not that old. Money <laughs> and become a noble of the robe, but no! <laughs> but no. But that's when, you know, you see uh, Momon and Renault across the way. And. That's when he enters. Announcing the Comte Fenelique and company. Let me upload this. He enters into the room. His mere presence fills the air with an interesting atmosphere. He stares looking over all of you. Women begin to faint. Some men preempted this, preempted this and went for the catch. Others went for the opportunity. The entire atmosphere has shifted when Fenelik arrived. Ah! Bonjour! He stares at you, Sergeant Renault. Deep into your eyes. Make a willpower check. Hmm. Is it enough if I succeed that? Uh, did you succeed? Is it enough if I succeed? Because then I'll use luck points. It would be a draw and we would do another contest. Oh, you know what? For fun, let's push the roll so it can go really wrong. Yeah, let's go for it. Oh, extreme. No, it's not quite extreme. It's hard. It's too off extreme. You make it clear that you're looking at him. Normally, for a man of your position, you're not supposed to stare at nobles like this, but you don't give a shit. And as you stare at him, the comp narrows his eyes, and he just makes a mental note of you. But you've won the staring contest. It's the shin. It's the chin. Fanalik has a very weak shin. It's he, approach, the record. he approaches uh, Beaumont. Why, hello there, sir. Have we met before? 
His French is impeccable. I don't believe so. Ah. Tis a shame. I knew many soldiers like you. Very good friends of mine back when I served in the Prussian army. I lost them all. We were known as the Falcons. Anyway. Where is the queen? I wish to see to her personally. I'm afraid I have some bad news I must deliver. Well, Beaumont, where is the queen? How did he know your name? Wait. Was I discussed that? No? No, no, I was calling out Beaumont. I'm so yeah, to you. <laughs> I wish to see the queen. Please point me in her direction. Would I know that direction? You would. Okay. Queen's chambers. I'll I'll just point in the general direction then. This dude giving me a little bit of the creeps. Shouldn't know my name. Not too popular. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, Monsieur. I'm afraid I have bad news, he just proclaims to the court. Everyone is silent. It is an unfortunate news I must announce that the prince, the boy Dauphine, is dead. And he walks into... And he walks away. Keep an eye on that Dr. Renault. I think he may have killed the boy. He walks off. The entire court is in shock. In grief, tears develop in people's eyes. Captain Milan enters the scene. He looks frustrated. Christopher, you missed everything, by the way. As far as you and Melody are concerned, none of this happened when you re-enter into I, the room. I see that as an absolute win. The mood is just a bit more sour than when you left. <laughs> People are crying. Um. Oh. It... Joseph, Melody asks you, "Is everything all right, Monsieur?" I wouldn't say so. No. What happened? See. Died. The prince is dead. Oh no. This is not good. Ugh. 
this air of sourness sweeps the room. And there's a smash cut to being back to Captain Milan's room, and he just goes, Damn it! The plan did not work! Ugh. He just has his hat in his hands. He's sitting down, looking frustrated at all of you. Uh, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. But the... You appears to have been one step ahead of us. Indeed. And now with the prince being dead, I have even less of a reason to go and arrest him since he's comforting the queen right now. He stomps on his hat and... It's fine, it's fine. I need a new plan. Does anyone know where he lives? I do not, but I learned that some of the... some of our nobility thinks that he's an agent for us. Hmm. Who in particular? Was he a duke or what was he? Uh, I think we're gonna go with like Duke, uh, the Duke Francois de something. Duke Francois de Lacroix. Ah, yes, de Lacroix. I know which carriage is his. All right, men, new orders. You're going to follow him. See if he see if he's going to where the count might be. I suspect that he is not, that he might be a close acquaintance of the Count. See where he goes. And uh, that is enough. Only find out where he goes. Follow where he goes. Investigate further if you can. Scout ahead. But I, but if you, but I want as much information as you can. About, about where about where he's going and if he might know something. The party is wrapping up very shortly. I, we, we, we shall see what we can do. Dismissed. Salut. Well. You have your orders, but there's still a little bit of time. The party is just sort of like kind of starting to fizzle out and people are leaving. Now the news has kind of been delivered and it's brought everybody down. Does anybody have any last minute things they wish to do before we depart? I think Sergeant Renault will be a sort of if anyone strictly addresses him he's like gonna like express that he he mourns the loss of the prince things like that yeah uh, Beaumont I mean would it be possible to try to sneaky sneak 
to see what's happening in the queen's quarters? Make a spot hidden check and then a stealth check. First. Spot hidden. Pass? No. Okay. Then stealth. Oh. Both fail? Yeet. Both fail. All right. Do you want to push the spot hidden check? Mom, mom, mom. Hmm. You're missing an important clue. I'll push. Yes. Already. Go for it. Oh. Whoa. So, fun fact, did you know that during the French Revolution, Marie Antoinette had a secret passageway to escape from Versailles? Yes! I learned about that, like, 30 From the video. Yes, from the video. Yeah, congratulations. You found the secret passageway. Wow, he's out. And you got it on a crit. So you're able to creep into the secret passageway. And as you sneak in there... You're able to get pretty far, too farther, and you think you might uh, alert somebody, but you just hear, Look into my eyes. You are going to keep your keep this in place. The sacrifices will bring forth great power to France. Just let them keep it. Keep starving. It is good for the country. And that is all you hear. Gonna punch this. I must be off. I will see you later, my dear. Mwah. <laughs> The Comte rushes off. Oh, and uh, thank you for the painting. I assure you it will look amazing in my chateau. He... You don't know what he does, but you don't hear footsteps when he leaves. You don't know your footsteps when he leaves. That's just creepy. What shall you do, Beaumont? Can I wait a few minutes in the little secret passage and see if she says anything, or if it's complete silence for a bit? <sighs> My count! And she goes and... Because <sighs> apparently she snores. Um... I don't know. Did Marie Antoinette snore? Is that a known fact? I don't know. Did she? Probably did. Very unladylike. Oh, you nerd. Yes. For a very different... I'm saying you could do it. You could kill her right now. Come on, Michael. It's right there. The symbol of your oppression. She's right there. Yeah, but my dad's kind of gonna die if I do that. 
Is he, though? Is he really gonna die? One way to find out. For the revolution, my Beaumont. For the revolution. The revolution. You know... Mm. Just to be sure, would would you be prepared for that, Nash? Uh, just so you know, yes, I am vaguely prepared for the possibility you kill you kill Marie Antoinette early. All right, so don't have to feel bad for him. Cause I mean, I'm in a secret passage, and Fenelik is the only one they know that went to see her. So I mean, hmm. <sighs> Pretty tempting. Or you could tell us about the passage later. Oh. Or tell the revolutionaries about it. Just leak oh. it. Not gonna commit some, some high treason right now. Though it was a very tempting internal dialogue with apparently the four devils every or maybe not devils pretty pretty for pretty the noble the- pretty noble murder see framing the count is tempting but he seems to be very much ahead of the game so i feel like could screw us over Mikhail, make a spot hidden check again. That's gonna pass on... You notice a faint black smoke underneath you. Not smoke. Mist. It's flowing away from the bedchamber. Investigate the smoke mist. Black mist. Yeah, you could follow the black mist. It'll just leave. It'll just take you away from Marie Antoinette's room. But I thought you said it was coming out of the bed. No, no, no. It's coming out of the bedroom, through the secret passageway, and flowing away from there. Yeah, so wouldn't the source be in the bedroom? Yeah, it is. Okay, I want to go to the source. You walk in there. You open the door. The source is gone. Whatever it would be, you don't see where it's coming from. That's odd. Indeed. So are you going to kill her?
No. You turn around. You head back. The kill bird is here. <laughs> you turn around. You head back. Things were not quite what you what you thought they would be. All right. Anyone else got anything they want to do at Versailles before we depart? No? No. Then nope. we follow that carriage. You follow the carriage for the captain's orders. And it takes you several, like, kilometers away. Like, you have to travel a bit, but you get back to the River Sin and you find a small three-floor chateau in the small town of Poisset. It is a interesting place, to say the least. The the Duke arrives there. He gets out of his carriage. He walks up the stairs and into the front door. Your party is shortly behind him. Welcome to this, to this mansion. It's not his mansion. For it says, for you see some very bizarre thing. The one thing I'll say is that when you look inside through the window from your vantage point into the foyer, you see a giant statue of a man. It's dressed like the Pope, but it looks like its skin has been removed where his hands and his face are, and it's blue. It's radiating this blue color. Blasphemy. Absolute blasphemy. And that's all you can yeah, see. You're currently in the streets. Yeah, I gotta steal that shit. That could be valuable in a century. So. You are currently amongst the trees right before this little mansion. Uh, you can await for future orders. You could go scout ahead and figure out what this place is. Or uh, you can just report back what you found. Up to you. I'll leave you all as a squadron to figure this out. I'm personally up for scouting ahead. We oui, do you have experience sneaking about places like this? Pirate Pricey. Some, sir. Some. Some skill in sneaking. 
or just follow my lead if need be. That Boy, I will. You're... All three of you feeling keen on this idea then? I sir. Yes. I will admit that I have little experience in sneaking myself. Shall you stand the watch then? We, the supreme being. Ah, yes, I am the supreme being. Yeah, both Thank you uh, for adding tactical advice and giving me something to do. Oh, yes, I'll give you uh, Dupois and uh, Babin are at your command. Thank you. It is from thee that I receive my authority. Not a problem. By the way, Robespierre is my prophet. Um. Brian will be in the Yeah, yeah, he'll be great. Don't worry. <laughs> so, as the three of you enter into. Can I make a tactics roll before they depart? Yes, you can. You can give them free advantage for one thing. Thank you, Sergeant. Thank you. Oh, no. Two yet, advantages. Two advantages. They have two advantages if something goes awry. So, uh, there are two entrances into the estate. There's some, or you could probably think of more, but here are the two obvious ones. There's a room to a stagecoach to like where coaches are stored in the back, and there's the front door entranceway. There are also a couple of windows, but these are like, you know, solid glass, so you would have to break one to get in. But peering into the windows is an option you can consider. What will you three do? Three foo. I'm gonna... Uh, I'm voting for poking through the windows first. Yeah, first we peek. Peaking comes first, breaking comes later if necessary. Uh, yeah. Do you want to go around clockwise or counterclockwise? Hmm. I can show you this bit of the uh, floor plan. Since you can kind of glimpse in a little bit. From which side are we approaching? You can go, uh, you're approaching from the steps down there, so you could go clockwise or counterclockwise around the building. I've heard clockwise. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, either way could work equally you well. You go around clockwise. So first of all, you get a closer glimpse at that statue. It just gives you really uncomfortable vibes looking at that blue, skinless pope. Ugh. Then you cross over to the dining room. There's a... There's a Feast of Plenty set up here. But nobody's eating right now. The kitchen has servants uh, busy and running, 
or just trying to cook things. You notice that there's a door to the uh, back over there that you could enter in through. And then you see the front way to the uh, coaches. If you want to keep going around, you can. Um, can... Alright, so we could each enter right here. You could enter into the, coach, into the coach court, yeah. Or we can take a look at the kitchen and the dining room. I'd say the kitchen might be a smart idea because if you enter to the coast court, we, we could end up in the kitchen. Can I go into the coach court? Uh, first, take a look at the kitchen. Peering could... closer into, into Sorry. the kitchen. It's still filled with people, just so you know. Ah. I mean, you could still go in there if you wanted to. Oh, we're ready to go in. Um, Bama, you had a question? Yes, I was going to say, could could I ask to split? Because I'm interested to see if there's any blood on any of the coaches to connect it to the printer press. Why, what do you know? If you do oh, that... Yeah, splitting up if you want to, you go in and look in there. Yeah, you find Fenelik's coach, first of all. Like, that looks exactly like the coach you saw. And there is blood on it. It picks up the trail where it left off from earlier, you know, two days ago. Interestingly, though, it doesn't look like it's left this spot. Not in a while. So it looks unmoved, but yet it's... It looks unmoved. Not for a day. It looks like it hasn't, like a horse hasn't been, like, tied to it or anything. I'm gonna... I assume the other two are still in the kitchen area. Can I go back? They're still the looking at the kitchen. I don't know if they've gone in yet. Are you going to go in, you two? Yes. I'm just quickly going to dash over to the dining room and then back to the coach and enter with them. Yeah. Peering into the kitchen a bit more, you yeah, knows the people in there are very miserable and dour looking. They look like they don't know exactly what they're doing or why they're doing it. They're just kind of going through the motions. Sounds like university. <laughs> <laughs> and in the dining room, uh, it's just this, again, it's a lavish feast. It's filled with all kinds of food and wine and drink and just looks delicious. Is there a low-hanging roof anywhere? A low-hanging, a lower-hanging part of the roof? Yes. You could try to climb up the coach court. That seems to be attached to the back. Hmm. Okay. That could get you up to a higher floor. Yeah, you two go in. And I'll 
Victor saw more windows on the second floor. Or the first, I never remember. Yeah, this is the first. That would be the second. Alright, that's how you guys do it. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, you're going to go climb. You two are going to go enter through the... Coach? Mikhail? Christopher? Yes? You yes. entering through the coach or through the kitchen? Mm. I'd say through the coach. Yep. Sounds less less like walking into a busy working area. Yeah. Going through the gives coach, you a way back out. Going through the coach court. The doors slide open. And that's when we cut to Sergeant Renault. You're outside, keeping watch, making sure nothing happens, when uh, you see the black mist arrive, rolling in from the, from the woods that surround the property. It approaches the front. And out of it, the Count Fenelik emerges and walks in through the front door. That is what we call red shit. Mm. He gets before the skinless Pope. He kneels before it and kisses its hand, and then walks off. Christopher and Michael, you glancing through the slits between those like little bits of the wall over there, you see the Count enter and kiss the hand, and walk over to the ballroom. Where you hear a ruckus is happening. Uh-oh. I think we should run back through the coach court and out. Are you sure? You don't think we should maybe go in there and try and help out? It's the fact that he doesn't know that we know about the blood on the carriage. But if you want to stay in the ballroom, I'm thinking we should tell the sergeant, though. Mm. You're right. You are absolutely right. <laughs> All you can he hear is this muffled sound come from there. Play it, Forrest Dietrich! Play it! Uh, okay. I'm sorry, I just can't. I just, I, I just can't. I don't know what I'm doing. I, 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 I just, I just, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what this music is. I'm trying. Ah, Dietrich's on. You're a disappointment to us all. Then you hear the sound of a whip on the other side. That's like, yeah, get him, Marie. That's all the sound. This is, this is insane. No, 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 no. I... Uh, 
Uh, Michelle might be being really sensible, but I can't listen to this and turn my back on it. I'm going in. Do you barge in, or do you want to look? I'm not, not, not so much barging. Yeah, I want to get... Yeah. Look. You peer in, and it's a strange sight to behold. The Count is celebrating. He's sitting amongst a throne while a woman dressed as King Louis and a, and a man dressed as Marie Antoinette are... I don't know what this is, but this is like some weird foreplay shit. And, um, oh my God, is that, why are everyone wearing, why is everyone wearing animal pelts? And, and who is this dwarf with the violin? Are they just, are they, is that blood? That, that might be blood. That, that might definitely be blood. Well, I wasn't expecting that. Um... <laughs> yeah, this is fucked up. I don't like this at all. Ah, we walked into the eyes wide shut party. Okay. Um... Nice, nice. Time to leave. <laughs> Time to go. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> Revert to plan A, alert the sergeant. Strange things are happening here. But we're not done. As you two leave the premises, Joseph, you climb up to the top of the coach court and you find an open window. Like, it's broken open, shattered glass. Like, somebody wrecked the thing. Do you go inside? Ooh. Yes. Four doors are down this hallway as you enter through the window. You're currently in a sitting room that's outside these one, uh, one of these four doors. Down the hall, there are some stairs where you hear this weird cacophony of noise coming from on our sitting room at the end. Do you look in the I doors? Do. The first door is a bedroom with Roman statuary in it. Okay. It's got, you know, classic Greco-Roman columns and all that. Nothing out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. Next. Do you want to keep looking? Yeah, there's no reason to stop you yet. Yeah. The second one is like, oh, it's a bedroom, but it looks like it's got like Bibles and prayer rooms. It kind of looks like an old monastic temple. Just normal Christian Bibles. Yep. So, you know, things you you would immediately recognize from your cultural reference, like Roman stuff. You know what Romans are. Monastic stuff. Yeah, Christian things. Yes, I can barely eat. But thank you. Yeah. 
No, no, I would expect a, a French peasant to be vaguely aware of these things. All right. But then we have what's in the next room, if you want to look in there. Yes. It's, uh, what? There's, like, arches and stones, like, like red and white. There's, like, this light bluish color all throughout here, and what looks like an onion dome or two. Uh, or, yeah, or no, 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 just domes, just like domes, so many domes. And, ooh, that looks like a nice bed. That yeah. looks like a nice bed? Yeah, it's a very nice bed, it's another bedroom. Okay, yeah, with a lot of domes. Huh. The the French have a word for this color, uh, turquoise. You guys don't have that in English? Wow. No, no, we have it in English as well, the word turquoise. But I'm giving you a clue as to what the nature of this room is. Oh. By saying um, the word turquoise. Hmm. Then it does go over my head. Uh, here, let me break down the two words. Turquoise. <sighs> <laughs> Joseph wouldn't know this, but I think you would appreciate that. Oh, great. I, I think, yeah. I've told I feel story. like uh, in real life intelligence check, I think. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, just a room with a nice bed. Yeah. And finally, uh, do you want to look at that last room? I don't know if you want to look in there. Let me listen first. Nothing. Sure. If not so moving, it can't be bad. Huh. Well, this room is certainly interesting. Let me see if I can find the best way to put it. Uh, it's... Let me see if I can, like, get a really good example of this. Like, there's interesting crisscrossing arches that align the walls... There's kind of this feeling that as you're in here, that like, uh, here, here, let me kind of show you what those arches look like. All oh, these arches. Oh, that's kind. Yeah. Arches, interesting cross patterns. Give me an education check. Your character may or may not know this. <laughs> like if you pass at extreme your character somehow knows this that that will be a four wow i actually did pretty well do you want to luck that to a four uh that's a nice thing about extreme yeah sure let's do it huh venetian that i did know yeah so, yeah, uh, Roman, Christ monastic, Turkish, and Venetian bedrooms. Interesting choices. Quite so. There's nothing else on this floor. Uh, hmm. 
I can tell you about the upstairs. There's one more floor up if you want to know about it, and it'd be very quick. Just I'm sure. Was it a DM there's nothing more on this floor, or just... DM there's nothing more on this floor. Okay, thanks. Uh, yeah, gonna go up one more floor. Being very careful, this seems to be a servant's quarters. Poking around in a couple of rooms reveals that there's like a couple of bedrooms here, but not much else. You do see the master bedroom, though, at the end of the hall. Do you go inside? I poke through the keyhole. There's no bed in this master bedroom. What an awful bedroom. Yes. Well, let's go inside. Huh. It's a box. There's a giant box in this room. What's inside the box? Dirt. A lot of it. Huh. Just dirt. Just dirt. A lot of dirt. Can I reach into the dirt? Yeah, it's just dirt. Put it in. Dirt. Hmm. Well, I've seen what I need to see. Let's head back to the others. You leave, you reconvene back with uh, Sergeant Renault, and you're all able to kind of gather the information you have. So what are you going to do? You have all this information about this building, and that there's clearly some weird shit going on. We saw it is fairly obvious this. Fenelik is some kind of deviant. Well, yeah. Uh, that doesn't concern us that much. Probably a devil worshiper. Oh, no. Well, uh, Babin speaks up. But, uh, Sergeant, should we tell the captain? We, of course. That is why we are here. I see. That is the knife. Anything else we should know? Christopher, Michael, any ideas? I've already told him about the coach blood. Yeah. Obvious. Okay. I think that's our most pressing matter right now. Hmm. Exactly. I am also interested in why Private Bobbin is suddenly asking so many questions. This is purely on my part to kind of stoke conversation. <laughs> but he will immediately respond with, Ah, oh, I'm sorry, I'm stepping out of line, monsieur. Forgive me, my, uh, uh sergeant, my, uh, my, uh, pride sometimes, uh, steps in the way of my places. He is indeed a parade boy. Ah. Uh. We oui, good. Yes, unless there is something else we shall report to the captain. Yes. Hmm. 
then I think uh, you're gonna go speak to the cat to the captain. Well, you would think that seeing that seeing that's what we said. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. we're gonna murder Marie Antoinette. <laughs> Finally! Oh, I've been waiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Derail the plot and go kill Marie Antoinette. No, we'll go to the cat. Yeah. Unless Aww. people have objections. No objections here, sir. Nope, no objections from me. None at all. Alright. This is why I'm arriving like back at Bobby. <laughs> Arriving back at Versailles, and upon uh, the break of day is coming, and you eventually meet uh, up with Captain Milan, and he says, "Ah, me, ah, Sergeant, what news do you bring?" We, in this particular instance, I think it is best you get the first-hand account. So, Sergeant Renault is sort of gonna have everyone describe in turn what it is they saw. So he doesn't get second-hand information. Hmm. I'm not sure if you want everyone to repeat what it is they saw. Uh, I want to know just particularly what information you're okay telling Captain Milan, or if you tell him everything. I think Renault skips out on Fenric stepping out of the mist because, uh, because he thinks he must have misseen or something. But he'll tell about bowing before the statue and things like that. Yep. So he's not omitting it as much as he thinks he was probably misseeing things. Ah, yes. Uh... Mikhail, are there any details you wish to omit? Um, I'm not going to talk about the whip, animal pelt, French Revolution furry situation going on in the ballroom. <laughs> but we're going to mention the the seeing the coach and everything and how it's obvious that was what was at the skull catacomb area and also is likely the routes to escaping that murder we saw at the print shop. Alright. Did you tell Renan about uh, the furry whipping? No. Okay. <laughs> Made eye contact with Christoph. I, unless, ah. unless you did, but <laughs> very strong eye contact to keep that a secret. <laughs> very pointed nodding and held eye contact in response to the eye contact. We're not going to mention that. Mm-hmm. Can I do a psychology roll with my terribly low psychology to see if I... Yes, you that? can! <laughs> Which I want, but, you know, it's fun to do. No. Fun trying. Nah. And uh, that's when uh, he goes, mm-hmm. Then I see no choice. Well, before, before that, does usual tell about the chest and everything? Or yeah. rather the coffin and the dirt and stuff? No, it's just a box of dirt. It's not a coffin. Box of dirt. Does usual, usual tell anyway? 
is the main thing. Come on, Hugel. Do you tell us about the box of dirt? Mm. Yeah, I just had to say there are some rooms, lots of arches and in Venetian style Roman and a box of dirt. Not sure. Hmm. Gentlemen, I see no choice. I'm afraid to hold you for an extra day, but tonight we must raid the mansion. I will bring a small army of men. We, oui, of course. We, oui, we. Oui. Hey, this will be a difficult task, to say the least. Dr. Ren uh, I was informed by Dr. Renault before he departed. Just be very wary. Fenelik has dueled uh, ten men since he's been in France. And he's won every duel. Be very, very careful. We are soldiers and not nobles dueling. We will not come at him one-on-one -on -one in a fair. Then I suppose at this point, I'm going to let you decide how you want to kind of plan this attack. You've got about ten men that you that are coming along with you. You will be doing the attack at night. You have that full map's worth of information. Uh, you can all plot together to kind of figure out how you want to do this. Well, ten men plus us six, then. Yep. Sixteen men to do this. All right, so we got the front door, and uh, we got the coach cord that we got to keep covered. And as I say, that we have access to other information on the map because I see that the holes in the wall cavity were something that I think passed by, even though they're on the I'm outside. going to say that it's important for something else, but it wouldn't be immediately obvious. Because right. you couldn't fit through there. You couldn't fit through. Those holes are tiny. But smoke might. Bing, bing, bing. Oh. Connecting the dots. Uh, so yeah, we know the two sides that we should attack from, so to say. No idea if there's an escape route in the cellar. In addition, you don't know exactly about the state of the cellar door, since like you heard, since the two people who had the opportunity to investigate that heard that noise and were like, nope, we're getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> yep. But they did see it on the way out, so. There is a chance. 
Well, I suppose the obvious thing is to use the 12 characters who are not player characters uh, yep. to take up possession at the different entrances to the manor, and then the player characters enter the building and go through the rooms one by one. Uh, and sort of anyone who escapes will then be running into the other crews that's like that that's like the obvious plan I see that's most GM friendly. I, I appreciate that you're considering me in your planning, and I think this is a good idea. <laughs> uh, Captain Milan issues one more important order. Everything is going to be uh, is up for inspection and is a possible clue. So do not take anything. Eh, false doors. <laughs> Where is the door to nowhere? It's at the, the very top. Floor. The top floor. Third floor says door to nowhere. It's a false door. It doesn't go anywhere. Does it even open? Neat. Maybe it does. I don't know. I didn't see it, so... Hmm. Hmm. Maybe nowhere Ooh. is a place. I'm gonna wrap this. I'm gonna try to wrap this, but uh, I think we got like... Uh, uh, if you don't mind staying 30 minutes over time, I'll try to keep this short. Okay. Hmm. If not, I can say the raid is part two. I would prefer having raid as part two. Then I will set up the cliffhanger. Dun dun dun. The as you arrive at night back at the Fenelik estate, the men surround the building amongst the trees. They begin to encircle it. The three of you, you know, the four of you, kick down the door to the grand foyer, among, right to the skinless pope. And before you are five men wearing animal pelts, wailing in grief and pain. Before you stands Fenelik. And he says, and he just dissolves into mist, cackling as he disappears deep within the house.